When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. You know, giving ourselves a chance to stay on the field for 70, 75 plays instead of 50 football plays, I think it's going to make us a much better offensive football team and help our football team. So that's a point of emphasis. And to do that, you just got to play better. You know, I got to coach better and, and uh, we got to do a better job. So, you know, it's hard to play to from back there in the hole, but we got to find, find a way to, to get the ball out when we're, we're in that situation to stay on the field. And, you know, if we can do that, uh, you know, we're going to play a lot better. So hopefully the script changes this week and we can be much more consistent as a offensive football team. That was Gary Kubiak, offensive coordinator of the Minnesota Vikings. I am Phil Mackey. That is Judd Zolgad. We have Declan Goff producing here. And uh, it's time for some confidence, concern, curiosity with our Minnesota Vikings going into this game against the Tennessee Titans, where we dive into all, all things positive, negative, and, and curious. <laughs> so let's fire up some appropriate music here. Oh, yeah. Football. And we'll dive in. We'll start with Judd. What is the thing that you are the most confident about regarding the Minnesota Vikings? Oh, boy, this is a difficult one. 0-2, they've looked absolutely terrible in losses to the Packers and then to the Colts. Uh, I was really surprised about the effort and performance against the Colts. I guess that I thought they'd bounce back and they didn't come close to doing it. So I'm going to give you the one thing that I know that I'm confident in. Vikes return home uh, to face the Titans, U.S. Bank Stadium, Sunday. I'm confident there'll be no booing. <laughs> they, they, they yeah, can't. I mean, hey, Philadelphia piped in booing. No, actually, that was only on TV. Oh, it turned okay. out that oh, was only okay. for Fox. That was Savage. not in the stadium. Fox Savage. piped it in. Um, no, the uh, the uh, tones or the crowd noise that they pipe in to actual home games uh, is very, very low and sort of not effective, and who cares? But... This is going to mean that if the Vikings do get off to a rough start, you know, Cousins would be booed for sure. Like, this would get potentially uh, pretty vicious and ugly, but it's not going to. So the one thing I'm confident in is the Vikings, no matter what the score is at halftime, will not be booed off the field. I feel like, all right, if you're the Philadelphia Eagles, like you're the brass in that organization. You might not like that. They probably didn't. Aren't you calling Fox and be like, they, wait a second. They probably did. What are you doing? Don't, don't you Throwing think they, us under the don't bus? Don't you think that they probably did? <laughs> probably. They probably weren't happy about it, I'm guessing. It is hilarious, and it is accurate, so they can't get too mad. All right, Declan, what are you most confident in looking at this game? You know, I'm going optimistic here. I think the Vikings wide receivers bounce back. So you look at Tennessee Titans defense these last two weeks. They have allowed a ton of yards, 500-plus yards, to Drew Locke and Gardner Minshew. 
I so, mean, Gardner Minshew's a stud. And Gardner Minshew might be a stud. Totally, uh, totally. But well, last night. I think Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen and even Irv Smith, I think finally the receiving game opens up a little bit. Teams have been able to pass in the Titans' defense. And I'm not saying the Vikings go out and, and win this game by a shootout, but I think finally some receivers behind Adam Thielen start to step up. So your confidence and my confidence kind of go hand in hand here. So I'll just I'll rifle this off and we can discuss because you guys might you guys might you guys might ultimately disagree with this. The thing I am the most confident in this Sunday is Kirk Cousins. Whoa, that is right. So you think it's a it's a repeat of the Giants game at MetLife Stadium last year? I'm glad you brought that up. You like that? <laughs> you like that? Because Kirk Cousins usually bounces back from his clown, from his clunker games, and I went and did some digging. I thought you were going to say clown show. Well, clown show. <laughs> you name you name the phrase. He probably fits the description from the first two weeks. So the 2018 infamous Buffalo Bills loss at home was just like the most WTF game probably of the Kirk Cousins era. Right? It wasn't his worst game, but because he he did come to life in the second half a little bit. But of course he did. But the next week. He went 36 of 50 for 422 yards and three touchdowns against the Rams. And it was the defense that couldn't get a stop. The Vikings on the road just went gangbusters in the passing game. And Kirk was brilliant. Just dimes down the field, a bounce back from an embarrassing game. Also in 2018, they went to Chicago. Kirk Cousins, they got beat. Kirk Cousins throws two interceptions in that game and just looked flustered and terrible. The next week... He throws for 342 yards and three touchdowns against the Green Bay Packers. And then Judd already referenced it. Last year, another disaster at Chicago, okay? They just, like, they got got beat like a drum. Stefan Diggs quit for two days, and the discussions were all just like, what is happening with the Vikings? Are they going to have to trade Stefan Diggs midseason? The next week, oh, and that was also the week, I think, that Kirk Cousins apologized to Adam Thielen on his podcast or something. Yeah. It was just a disaster. The next week, they go to New York to play the Giants. He throws for 306 and two touchdowns, no interceptions. So he notoriously, in his Vikings career, bounces back from clunker games. And I wouldn't be shocked if he does it again for 300 yards, two or three touchdowns against this Titans team. What do you think? Oh, very possible. I'm confident in it. Very possible. He should, if nothing else, be made an honorary member of the Wild. He is the most wild-like the furious player. Rallies. The furious rallies, man. Cousins? Oh, are you telling me I'm struggling? Well, I am, and I'm going to have a great game because of that. And then I'm not going to continue that, but yes. It would not surprise me one bit. Because seriously, if you look, and I know Diggs being gone is a big deal, okay? But if you look at all, all of the things that are, are to uh, put together words that probably aren't words, bounce backable? The offense is, right? Bounce like Cousins is. Like the defense sort of just lost. Okay. Uh, Diggs being gone can't be dismissed, but the offense is not barren. It's not like, oh my God, they lost everybody, right? So, yes, if that were to take place, I would not be surprised. Okay. Not at all. Uh, Dex, do you think I'm crazy? Uh, I don't think you're too crazy because he does have a history of doing it, but like it's just. It's another chapter in classic Kirk Cousins, right? Like the yeah. moment we're, we're kind of counting him down and we're beating him up. Yes. He might rise up and do something. Crazy. Suitor. It's very on brand with him. So okay. I, I, it, I think he, I, he can't get any worse, right? I don't think he can get worse. If he throws, <laughs> if, he, if he does what I'm saying that he'll do, because this is just like, this is who he's been as a Vikings quarterback. He just, 
and that's all, this is also why the Vikings probably aren't going to go two and fourteen is because he correct he's never had a train wreck season correct like at worst his teams are eight and eight or seven and nine going back to Washington because it's it's a little bit like we talk about this off mic sometimes Judd and I have the fat radar okay we're not we're not in great shape but we're also not morbidly obese because we get to a point we look down at our gut and we say boy. I've gone 20 pounds too far. It's time to start mixing in some salads, hop on the treadmill, the elliptical, and get my life in order so I don't die tomorrow, right? Like, Kirk Cousins is that as a quarterback. Boy. Yeah. I was a disaster the last couple weeks, and if I don't throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns against somebody right now, probably at home in a luxurious stadium and uh, very little pressure. No fan, exactly, no booze. It's possible that, that this is going to get really bad. Like he has that sense of when it's time to throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns, and I think it's probably going to happen against the Titans. I, I like it. I could completely and and in fact, I won't be shocked if the Vikings lose, but let's say it's 38-35 or something, right? And Kirk Cousins goes gangbusters and puts together a, a fantasy box score line that is just outstanding. Yeah. Will not surprise me one bit. In fact, I think you might be dead on right. All right. Well, so we'll, I, we'll, I will not we'll argue with you. You like that? I will not. You like that? All right. The thing that you were the most concerned about. A lot of options. Here. Are we going to st- spend all day on this? <laughs> like, we could go till 11 tonight. A lot Midnight of tonight. Okay, I'll start off with um, the thing I'm most concerned about. And, and, you know, concern might be the wrong word here now because it's just like the team has played so bad in two games. I'm not sure concerned is the right word. But if we were to use it, I'm just going to say this. What the plan? What's the plan at corner? So Mike Hughes is probably almost certainly not going to play with a neck problem. He did not practice. His uh, 2019 came to an end because of a broken vertebrae, so it might involve that. So I'm almost certain he is out. Cam Dantzler didn't practice and play last week because my guess is he broke a rib against the Packers. Didn't practice again this week. Um, And so my guess is he is almost certainly out, right? So that leaves you with a potential combination at the cornerbacks. And keep in mind, yes, two start ordinarily, but it's really three deep. Jeff Gladney, Holton Hill, Harrison Hand, and or Mark Fields the third, unless Chris Boyd can play. But somewhere in Wednesday's practice, he suffered a hamstring injury. And so he's probably going to try and play through that, but he's already not experienced, and now he's going to be limping around. Like, what are they going to do? This is where I just don't see it being workable. Yeah, I mean, I... Like, is it just going to magically, oh my God, they look like the greatest, you know, it's just not going to happen. Can Antoine Winfield hop into DeLorean and uh, Benny Sapp available for God's sake? Like, someone. Benny Sapp, man, that is such a blast from the past. I love that guy. All right, Declan, what are you the most concerned about this yeah, Sunday? I am concerned that uh, Derrick Henry is going to feast on this defensive line, <laughs> and he has been off to a, a tad slow start. But this defensive line has not shown a lot of a lot of oomph, and they miss Linval Joseph, and I think Derrick Henry is going to have an absolute field day against the Vikings. Yeah, it's it's always kind of it, it's tough when you're looking at a team and you're saying, "Boy, a stud player has not gotten going yet, right?" Or like, like in baseball, I feel like Mike Trout should have a few more hits. Like, oh, the Angels are coming to town, <laughs> you know? Like it's kind of happening with Derrick Henry. The thing that I'm the most concerned about, I'm concerned about the two things that you just mentioned, too. I'll pick another one. But the thing that I'm most concerned about is kind of goes more hand-in-hand with what Judd's saying. It's actually Ryan Tannehill, and I can't believe I'm saying that because I would have laughed at that notion in the seven years he spent with Miami. He was just the definition of a meh, vanilla, bland, 
non-threatening quarterback, right? Like there was really no chance that Ryan Tannehill was going to be daggering you for 400 yards. He was just kind of a guy. He was, I mean, he was kind of just like Kirk Cousins. Yeah, just right. Maybe horse, even yeah. not, maybe not quite even that level. And now with Tennessee and Mike Vrabel seems to be a really good head coach. He he led the NFL last year in yards per attempt by a mile in uh, traditional passer rating, and I think he was the number one or number two pro football focus rated quarterback as well on the analytics side. And this year, it's been more of the same. He's off to a really good start, 70% completions. Um, I'm not putting him in like the Tom Brady 10 years ago category by any means, but he's just a really good, solid, somewhat dangerous quarterback now. And the Vikings don't feel equipped to throw him off of his game like they ordinarily would at U.S. Bank Stadium. Not to mention, the last time the Vikings played a game at U.S. Bank Stadium two weeks ago, the opposing quarterback drew the Vikings off sides on the second play of the game with a hard <laughs> count because there's no fans in the stands. So I'll, I'll even add that. Another concern is no crowd noise again. Are they going to jump off sides? Um, and is, is the quarterback going to have an advantage? Probably by just being able to verbally communicate at the line of scrimmage. But beyond that, the Vikings defense is in great shape for Sunday. Prime position. Bring it on. Yep, Chef's prime kiss. position. Chef's kiss. All right, the thing that you're most curious about this Sunday. Okay. Lots here. There's a lot of meat, just as there is for concern, a lot of meat on this bone. But I'm going to go with a one that I don't think we've talked about a lot um, these past two weeks. Do the Vikings plan to get their tight ends involved more? Now, I know that they did try and get Irv Smith Jr. more involved on Sunday against the Colts. But the reality, gentlemen, is this. Through two games, Rudolph and Irv Smith have been targeted a combined so this is not individually. A combined eight times for four catches for 42 yards. Thielen alone has been targeted 16 times. And, and heck, we could talk about, do you plan to get um, Justin Jefferson and B.C. Johnson more involved as well? That's a separate uh, conversation. But I believe Kubiak's offenses are known for their reliance on a solid run game, correct? And they're also known for their reliance or involving the tight ends. And again, I'll repeat, eight targets in two games? Really? With a quarterback who is struggling? My curiosity, are you going to try and work them in? I'm not saying it's going to work perfectly, but four targets a game for your tight ends seems really minimal. The other thing, too, because they just haven't run that many plays, they've only thrown 51 passes in two games, despite trailing. Because yeah. they, they've only had, I think they only had one offensive possession in the first quarter of Each last game. week's game, and Each maybe game, even right? the first game. I think that's right. So, they, like, part of it is just like they can't stay on the field long enough to get targets and get, sure. get anything moving. But eight targets for tight end seems like an incredibly low statistic. Yeah. Uh, Dex, what are you most curious about? I am curious if Kirk Cousins can just for once show me that he can bounce back. Do you have to watch the film, Kirk? Can you avoid the safety, Kirk? Can you spread the ball out, Kirk? I'm just curious if the guy can, for once, rise up and show me that he can ball out. Mackie brought up a good point that usually when he's had a clunker like he did last week, he has shown that he can do it. I'm curious if he can do this again and right the ship and get back on track. I feel like I have two very solid answers for you. Yes, he will bounce back, and no, he cannot rise above uh, (laughs) adversity. So if, if there's adversity in this game, then maybe he actually doesn't bounce back. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, at what point, at age 32... We know what he's getting paid, but at what point, kind of like we talked about on Mackie and Judd, uh, Apple, Spotify, scorenorth.com for our other podcasts if you want to find that. Um, 
at what point do we just kind of stop, you know, wringing our hands over what we want him to be and just accept the fact that he is a drastically overpaid version of what he actually is? I'm, I know I'm going to keep complaining about it, but you guys are welcome to no, work, work settle at any point. Yep. Uh, I think the thing that I'm most curious about is Justin Jefferson because it feels like in the in the four or five passes he's caught so far this season, it feels like there's something there. Kind of feels like there's a there's a weapon that 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 could be utilized and maximized more than it has been to this point. And if someone's going to step up and be that real solid number two behind Thielen, why not Justin Jefferson? Supremely talented. There's no the, reason why <laughs> the guy was a ridiculous stud and weapon at LSU last year. Yep, and he just he appears to be NFL ready. So. I would just be curious to see if 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 they have seen in the first couple weeks enough to say, all right, let's let's a get some more offensive possessions and first downs in general. Like let's let's get this thing going, and let's have Justin Jefferson be a big part of that. Keep the damn ball. Yeah, that would help too. Yeah, Kirk Cousins' four interceptions is just too shy of how many he threw all of last year in the regular season. That's remarkable, man. Yeah, he's been, I mean, to his credit, he's kind of fixed the fumbling a little bit. Like, he still fumbles sometimes, but the turn, the turnovers weren't as big of a problem for him last year. But Right. No, I think the fumbles are, are fixed by, by the, the fact that he basically, when in trouble, just goes down now. Mm-hmm. Which, unfortunately, can be a sack as well. Yeah. All right, the other thing I want to admit is that I'm kind of to the point with this team where... Whenever teams like I did this with the Gopher basketball team, I'm a big Gopher basketball and football fan. Like when it just became clear that Tubby Smith wasn't the guy anymore, just like there needed to be a change of direction where I just start actively rooting for short term loss for long term gain. I'm getting really close looking at the 2021 crop of quarterbacks in that draft. And I know there's a bunch of contractual logistics to figure out with Cousins, but like, right, those are things you just figure out. Like if you think there's a quarterback that is going to change your franchise. In the next 2021 draft, right? I am to the point where I'm just sort of wanting them to lose games like this. I, I'm there right now. Now, let just me, for full disclosure, so I'm with you completely. And and look, I, I I welcome accepting your fate. And if you're going to lose, get the draft pick and don't win six games if you you could potentially win two. But I will warn you, and I think Dex will back me up on this one, Phil. This reminds me a lot of the start of the wild season this past fall. In the fact that they looked absolutely awful, and you said they got enough guys here who are going to try hard and bounce back, and and try and save their basically entitled jobs that they think they richly deserve, and they did. They started to, and it drives you crazy because it's like it's like oh now you're going to do this right. The only difference is, and, and this is where I think the Vikings might just stink, and it's fine is defensively. But offensively, I guarantee you, there are guys on this team who are going to be like, you know what, it's time to try harder now. And they very well might win you, like, let's say an extra two to three games. And as a fan, it pisses you off because you're like, no, you stunk, just keep stinking. And 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 be better long term. Yeah, well, right, right. But I mean, but and, it's this always, it, it, it's this, you, you don't get it. We have yeah. to live here. We love it here. And we'll try hard this week. And it's like, nah, shut up and just lose. <laughs> That's harsh. Well, one thing one thing I want to clarify is like I think a lot of the feedback that I and we have gotten on this tank for Trevor and fail for Fields discussion is like you you're just rooting for the Vikings to lose. Like quit being negative. And it's like back up a step. We I'll just I'll <laughs> speak for myself. I clarified and I and I and I gave you a mission statement earlier this week on Purple Daily of 
Vikings win Super Bowl is the mission. Like the mission, you come to work every single day yep. as a franchise. Your mission should be to win a Super Bowl. And what I'm saying is, if you were to draft a top quarterback in 2021, that is part of the journey to accomplishing your mission of winning the Super Bowl. Right. So, so no, I'm not being negative. I'm not being pessimistic. I'm being realistic. And I'm actually being hopeful that they can build something better Correct. that's more on a Super Bowl trajectory if yes. they do it the right way. Yes. Who doesn't get that? Some people Some on the people. internet. I completely get that. I'm, I'm probably fighting like 10 You're people trying to win a championship. Correct. No, I like eventually. it. I don't think it's going to happen this year. So eventually you're trying to win a championship. So I never doubted your point once. Good. Thank you. You're welcome. Vikings vet line right after this game is over. Win or loss. We are live in video form on Score North Twitter and Facebook and also YouTube.com slash Purple Daily Podcast. And we are welcoming fans into the video just like we had the last couple of weeks. You can email us VikingsVetline at gmail.com. For your chance to uh, to join us, we had we had quite a few last week. Probably had like ten or fifteen people yeah. jump in, and so uh, we can't promise that we're going to get you in. But uh, if you want to be part of it, email us at vikingsventline at gmail dot com. And uh, it's been it's been fun having fans as part of that, powered by Corona Heart Seltzer. So, all right, boys, see what happens. See ya.